Hello people, this is the Don't At Us podcast and I'm Manji. Um, this is a solo podcast, so it's going to be me and only me today. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. But let's just go with the flow, I guess, and let's just see how entertaining I can be alone. But anyways, this is a podcast episode where... Um, we're going to talk about mainly uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. Um, it just released, so I went to see it. So, wait, before we begin, okay, so I, I need to clarify a few things. Uh, what did I want to say? Yeah, so look, I'm going to try my best to make this a spoiler-free podcast, so whoever's listening, you don't need to worry about me spoiling anything. I'm going to try not to say anything specific, and if I do, I'm going to do my best to mute everything. And to not obviously put that in the episode because that's going to defeat the purpose of this being a spoiler-free episode, I guess. So, look, I'm annoyed and I'm in my feels a bit, I guess. Um, I just went to see uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. It got released today. Um, it came out today, so I got the uh, premiere uh, showing of it. Um, and I wanted to go in alone because I'm, I'm, I'm able to focus more. I guess, and I enjoy going alone because uh, I'll be honest, when I go with other people, um, it's hard to focus because then there's a lot of conversations happening or whatever. So I went to see went to see the film alone. I was hyped, by the way. Like this was one of my most hyped Marvel projects in a while because um, uh, let's be honest, uh, what they did, what, what was... Uh, wait, let me grab this because uh, I don't want to keep... I don't want to be confused, so... Um, let me grab the project. So look, phase four. Okay, I'm not gonna before I even begin in the movie. Let me just give you some context. So, I'm I'm very mixed on phase four. It was kind of like messy. I'm not gonna lie, and it was all over the place because they released way too much, and half of the things, in my opinion, were completely useless. So that's number one. So uh, like literally, this was my most hyped thing since. Uh, since what? Since what? What was the last thing that came out? It was Wakanda, huh? No, that was okay. Um, no, nah, I'm not gonna lie. I think the last thing that actually made me excited was uh, Loki. Yeah, since Loki, I don't think I've been excited for anything Marvel. Like I watched everything because I'm gonna do that because I like Marvel and I'm invested in it. So I watched. I've watched everything. I watched the shows on Disney and I've watched the movies. Okay, so I have everything in phase four in front of me. So it started off pretty good, actually. WandaVision was dope, in my opinion. Um, and by the way, before I even like say what I liked and didn't like, I think people need to realize that phase four was meant... And Kevin Feige said this. I'm not saying this out of my ass. He said himself that the whole goal was the, of this phase was to you know mourn everything that happened in phase three well towards the end of that, as well as introduce new people new characters and stuff like that but my issue is they did too much they went from like i remember in phase two and three they were wait what was it yeah they were releasing like two three movies a year so in one year they released two to three films and back then i thought that was too much because before that they used to release two movies a year and that's it and the moment phase four started they started introducing like a, like a blend of shows and movies. 
to which I was confused at the beginning because I, I I didn't know how um you know that would go um and now I guess looking now it was meh I don't think it was that necessary and I felt like they uh you know went for uh quantity over quality and it showed I'm not saying everything was trash there was a lot of good things like WandaVision was good um I I, I thought Loki was really good actually um Shang-Chi was was good People didn't like Eternals, but I thought it was decent. Like it's not shit. It's it it passed. It it's okay. It's a good watch. Spider Man No Way Home was by far the best thing, I think, of Phase Four. That and WandaVision, I think, were the best things. Like when it comes to proper directing, storytelling, and all that, like everything coming as a full package, those two were the best. Moon Knight, eh. Doctor Strange, Multiverse, that was trash. That was garbage. Miss Marvel was enjoyable. Thor Love and Thunder was trash. I am Groot. I don't even know what that was. I I didn't even bother watching this because, like, see, that's my point. I am Groot and what if, what were the points of that? Like, Marvel, literally the whole point of Marvel was to be interconnected, right? So it was to do movies that are interconnected and that follow, uh, I guess, a main storyline in some ways, even though most films were uh, their own thing, but they all connected, right? So I don't understand why What If was necessary and I Am Groot was necessary and Werewolf by Night. I understand Werewolf by Night is a special and it was like its own standalone thing, but I'm assuming people that are not obsessed with Marvel, which is not a lot of people, (laughs) they were confused by all of this. Because it made no sense. I understand they're trying to do like um, what DC is doing now with like having separate like properties that are not interconnected. But it's like when you're when you're jam packing all this in one year, it gets too much and it gets confusing because now nobody knows where anything is at. And nothing in phase four was connected, even with with what Kevin Feige wanted to do. Nothing was interconnected. So that's one. So. literally looking at this list i personally enjoyed three things like three things were actually good in my opinion wandavision one loki two and spider-man no way home then the other stuff that i enjoyed were shang chi eternals miss marvel um uh what else falcon and the winter soldier was eh, was okay but the rest i'm not gonna lie was god awful anyways with that with with that little bit of context, now I'm gonna go to my rant with Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Because after t- after look look at all this list: One Division, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Black Widow, What If, Shang Chi, Eternals, Hawkeye, Spider Man No Way Home, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, Miss Marvel, Thor, Love and Thunder. I am Groot, She-Hulk, Werewolf by Night, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. How many projects is that? Wait, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. 18 projects in two years. That makes no sense. They were producing three films in one year, so a total of six in two years. They went from six to 18. So it's it's obvious that they chose quantity over quality because I don't think I I don't think I'm alone in saying that they were not all hits. A lot of these things were actually bad and they made no sense. 
I just felt like they're pushing out content because they realized phase one to three worked amazingly and they felt like Disney because they want to market and sell toys and shit. So they realized, okay, we have a, a hooked audience and they're going to come see everything we do because look at the box office. It's, it's consistent. It's making a lot of money. So why not? Let's just make a shit ton of stuff and then let's just see. But now there's so much backlash, I feel like. And Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I felt like was the thing that were was going to, I guess, bring back the hype for Marvel, for me at least, because I'm not going to lie. Uh, since beginning of 2021, Marvel has been like, meh, hit or miss with me, you know? And so I was like, okay, cool. So Ant-Man, Quantumania, from the trailers, it looked good. I'm not saying the trailers were amazing, but it looked good. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm hyped for this. And I'm actually going to go watch it like the moment it comes out. Because I was like, okay, it's an OG Avenger also. And we haven't seen a lot of those, especially in Phase 4, because it was mainly all new characters. They were trying to introduce new people and all that. And I'm still disconnected with them because, you know, they're not really the OGs. And the films in Phase 4 that was with the OGs, like Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, uh, Black Widow, they were all disappointing. Like, all mediocre. The only one with the OG Avenger was Spider-Man No Way Home, and that was a banger. You know? That actually worked. Like, that was a good film. I don't think most people are going to argue that that wasn't a good film. And I'm assuming that everything else I named, I'm not I'm not saying people are going to say they're terrible movies, but like, eh, I'm sure there's going to be a good split in good and bad for all all those films. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, let me go into Ant-Man. I'm just going to call it, you know what? I'm just going to call it uh, Quantumania because I'm not, I'm not going to say this whole name. Um, so when I, so going into Quantumania, my expectations were high. And then the week of the film comes and then you cut and you start seeing all these reviews online. Like the movie, I think, is sitting at 53 percent. You know how bad that is for Marvel? Like that makes no sense. Like that Marvel, it doesn't happen with Marvel. Oh, my God. I was wrong. It's at 48 percent now. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I think this is the worst Marvel reviewed movie of all time because the lowest before this was Eternals with 63 percent. And this is at 48. Guys, Marvel will leave. Marvel, I can't say Marvel, all my days. So, Marvel released Iron Man 2, Thor The Dark World, both arguably very shitty films. And even, uh, I guess, uh, even the, uh, the second Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, was not a good movie was not a good movie. The first one, I feel like, is so underrated, it's a fantastic film. I feel like Ant-Man 1 is genuinely a great movie. Like, it's a very good movie. And I feel like a lot of people overlook that, but I, 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 I digress. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna start, like, jumping all over the place, but yeah. So, I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I'm like, I'm not gonna pay attention to the reviews because maybe people went into it with specific expectations and they didn't get anything... Well, they didn't get what they wanted to get. I don't know. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll still go in open-minded. Because going into the film, I think it was clear that this Ant-Man movie was the most different looking from the, the other two. Like the other two are more based on Earth. And then as opposed to this one where the whole movie's in in the quantum realm. Okay. So look, I'm going to try to navigate this, I guess, non-spoiler review without any spoilers. But I'm going to try my best because I don't know what I'm going to sl slip out of my mouth. But uh, yeah, um, uh, T-Sip, give me a sec. 
So, I watched a movie. I'm not gonna lie. I honestly thought I'm, I was gonna love this film. Like, I went into it, like, ignoring the critics and every, all the bad reviews. I'm like, I'm gonna ignore this because I'm like, ah, nah, nah. They don't know what they're saying. I'm gonna like this movie. The trailers look fantastic. Look, I'm not saying this movie's shit, but it's a very bad movie. And 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 I I honestly don't understand people who say that they actually like this movie because if you watch this film, the core storyline is completely um like it's completely uh messed up in the sense that like it's not consistent with what it's trying to do. And there's so many plot hole plot holes in this movie. It actually makes no sense. And I was like, okay. And, and I honestly thought at first, okay, cool. I can ignore this. I can ignore this, ignore this. It's not a big deal. But then the movie kept going. And then more things started to make less sense. And the, and some things they don't even bother asking. And then other things are borderline fucking stupid. Like they were so dumb. And I'm just supposed to go into it and like act like none of this is happening. Like, like I'm not saying like little nitpicky things, by the way. Nitpicky things I'm completely fine with. I had a lot of nitpicky things in um, Spider-Man No Way Home. That's completely okay. Like that doesn't uh, that doesn't ruin my viewing experience of a movie. But like when the when the plot holes are so big that they actually ruin the storyline, that's distracting to me. And mind you, I loved the first Ant Man movie. And I love Paul Rudd as well. Like, Ant-Man, to me, is very underrated. And even going into this movie, everybody was saying, oh, Ant-Man is the most underrated Avenger. Like, it's a known thing. Even Kevin Feige said he's an underrated character. The un- the most underrated Avenger, even. And also, the fact that this had the scale of an Avengers-level movie. Watching this film, to me, it did not, it did not seem like it was an Avengers-level movie. It honestly didn't. And I have a lot of gripes. So look, I'll start with the pros first because they're not that many. So that's going to be quick. And then we'll stick with the with the cons because uh, I have a lot, of, a lot to say. Like, I'm honestly... Look, people who are listening to this and you think that I'm being emotional, you know what? Fuck yourself. I don't give a fuck. Yes, I like Marvel. I like movies. I'm a movie guy. Okay, I'm a film enthusiast. I analyze films. Okay, and I view movies very differently than most people. So I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, yeah, so look, the pros, the good things of this film. I'm not going to lie. The acting was amazing. And I feel like the best part of this movie was Kang. Like Jonathan Majors as Kang is actually fantastic. Like it's insane because I, when I watched Loki, when he played, um, what's his name? Um, what's his name? He Who Remains. That was a completely different character to what he's playing now. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's an actor. Like, is he that versatile? It's insane. This guy is absolutely insane. Like his acting range is absurd. What he was, look, he was, he he couldn't be better than what he was in this film because of the stuff he was given to do, okay? Because the main flaw of this movie is the script. Like the, the script and the dialogue especially are very, are very mediocre. Like it's very bad. Like, it's not like it's, oh, okay, okay, I'm, I, I'm not even exaggerating. I feel like a lot of people are going to uh, are, are gonna think this way. Like, the like 
Jonathan Major by far was the one thing that actually kind of saved my viewing experience. And I'm not saying every single thing of this movie was bad. Like there was there was some good sequences, very good sequences. Like I loved the first 10 minutes of the movie. The moment they they enter the the quantum realm, that's when the movie lost me completely. Like that's when it was so stupid that it just I completely gave up on the idea of like the quantum realm because it made no sense the way they they made they 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 um they played this as a character because the quantum realm is is its own character so it, the way they wanted to portray that character made no sense so so I feel like the acting overall was great uh the daughter kind of pissed me off and the mother uh, sorry the grandmother especially pissed me off i forgot her name like there's hank and hank's wife the the one that's been in the quantum realm i forget her name janet janet she really pissed me off and and she was the main flaw of this film um so the acting was good overall kang was really good um the i don't know like there was a middle sequence of this film in the second act that that got me hooked again like i got excited it was actually pretty good and then all of a sudden when when scott is sent to do whatever he's sent to do i'm not going to go into specifics but he's sent to do something okay so at that point when he's sent to do that thing that's when it that's when the movie um got my attention back like that's when it got uh that's when it got way better and then something happens during that little mission and then it brings me back to who gives a shit anymore like honestly like it, it like, i don't know man this movie was a roller coaster of emotions it was too much um yeah honestly i think that's the only pros that i can find like the acting was decent some of the i really enjoyed some scenes kang was by far the best part i really liked the um prologue that they gave kang like the the like the like they went to the you know they did something with kang at the beginning of the film where they give a bit more of a backstory as to how he got there i would say i'll, I'll leave it at that i'm not going to say anything more um so that was i that i thought was fantastic actually that worked for me very well um some scenes the scenes with um scott and his daughter and um wasp i forget what what her name is but like wasp like in uh, on earth before they go in the quantum realm i think i thought those were fantastic that worked the uh the the book joke in the movie like you guys are gonna see there's a funny book joke in the film that actually works for me as well and i think most things that are on planet earth work for me but it's really when they go into the quantum realm that's when things get you know kind of messy um so Okay, let's dive into the cons because there's a lot of them. <sighs> I'm so annoyed. Okay, so con number one. Let's let's begin with uh, the first thing that annoyed me. Um, the whole reason as to how they end up in the quantum realm is the main flaw of this film. The whole the the main like like the reason why they get trapped there. Okay, I'd say is so stupid it makes absolutely no sense and it was so rushed in the film as well like there's a sequence where like where like cassie like you see this in the trailers well well where she builds like a uh she says in the trailers like i built the satellite for deep space but like kwana you know so she's sending a signal that's all in the trailer so i'm not spoiling any of this so she sends a signal but the but the issue with that is this 
when that sequence sequence that takes place, right? That is the first time that most of the people besides Cassie and Hank are aware of uh, that thing that she built. They've never seen it before, and I'm pretty sure she's uh, she. From what it was shown in the film, she never tried this before. So it was her. Basically, we uh, basically it takes place, I guess, during her first trial run. Like she built this thing, but she never tested it out, so she doesn't know if it works or not, or if it actually is uh, sending something or not. So she's like, "F this! I'll just do it now with everybody." And that's the same day she tells everybody she did this. And mind you, that's the same day she comes out of uh, somewhere. I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna get into details, but like she gets out of uh, a place, which that also makes no sense. Like there's so many things happening so quick in this film that it's like, wait, wait, let's just pause a bit because what are you trying to tell? Like, and I feel like the another problem in this movie is the fact that a lot of people don't take responsibility and they ignore reality completely. Like the girl, the daughter is, is doing things that a teenager would never do. And and she acts like they're completely okay, and that and that the parents are overacting when they g- try to give her a lecture or something, you know. And Scott, I feel like was the only person written in the movie like that's actually acknowledging everything happening. Like I felt like Scott was us, the audience members, and he was acknowledging the absurdity of everything, and that's that. Nobody else. And it was so it was so frustrating to watch. It was so annoying. So that's so one. So that's one. When we get to when she builds the thing, the satellite, whatever, and they go in there, that to me did not work completely. Because the the only way that would have made sense is if she turned it on, she sent the signal. The, oh, by the way, all this is in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. So she is that she sends a signal. Cool. They leave. Okay, they leave with the thing turned on or off. And so you give a bit of time to acclimate. So a day passes, and sh- and they get to me, and they get to follow up on the issues of that day with with Cassie, because there was other things that happened that day, not just the uh, deep space satellite that she built that that are more important to address. So they should have. So she sort of she should have showed all that to them. Cool, that's fine. I'm I'm completely okay with that. She should have shown all of that. And then they walk away, they leave the lab and they, you know, go on. And so that we can progress the story and at least finish that little tie in at the beginning of what uh, what needs to be addressed, because things need to be addressed in this film that they completely ignore. And I can't forget them because they're way too obvious, you know, and they just and because they're ignoring them, they come across as memes, not not even as memes, but as caricatures like they don't seem like real people, like honestly. A lot of these characters in this this movie do not seem like real humans. Like that ass. They all seem like they're caricatures or like like hyper like cartoons or whatever cuz I don't know, it's like always jokey 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 it makes no sense. Anyways, so that was my main gripe, the way they got into the quantum realm. And then the other issue is this. Janet throughout the whole film 
you see her getting irritated at Cassie and the fact that why are they at the quantum realm? Like, why did they end up there? She constantly complains about the fact that we shouldn't be here. We shouldn't be here. Uh, you guys don't know how dangerous this is. She kept, By the way, she keeps saying exactly this. Throughout, I think throughout the first hour and a half of the movie. I, no, the first hour, the half of the movie. This lady keeps saying, oh, we shouldn't be here. Shouldn't be here. It's too dangerous. You guys don't know what you got yourselves into. And mind you, everybody, Scott, the daughter, uh, Hope, um, the husband, uh, Pim, Hank Pim, they're all asking, they're all asking Janet, why? Tell us, why are, what are you, what are you hiding from us? Tell us what's wrong. Like, what are you not telling us? And she keeps saying no. She refuses to say anything to anybody throughout the first hour of this movie. The first hour of this movie, she doesn't want to say anything. And it's like the moment they end up going face to face with the big bad Kang, that's when she slips everything. That's when she decides to tell them every single thing happening so that they're not even aware of anything happening. They don't get to prepare for anything. And I just feel like the the reason and the way it was written that way was to maybe make Kang more threatening looking. Like when we when you actually get to Kang in the movie, when you actually see him come face to face with Kang, uh, with uh, Scott, that it would be very menacing and threatening. But it doesn't work. It falls flat completely. Like it actually does the opposite of that. It makes it more goofy in my opinion. And don't get me wrong, Kang was really good in the movie. Like, Jonathan Majors, I'm telling you, Jonathan Majors did the best he could with the material he was given. By material, I mean script and dialogue. He couldn't do anything better because, he, like, everybody was poorly written in the movie. Like, I'm sorry, but Pete, uh, what's this guy's name? Like, the director of this movie. This guy... Why did you guys give him the responsibility to do this movie? Like, especially at this scale, why was he the d- director? He's not a good director. Like, he's v- like he's decent at best. Like, ha- Ant Man One is actually a good movie, but there's a lot of flaws in Ant Man One as well. But it's actually enjoyable because it's still grounded in re- reality. They're they're actually acknowledging what ha- what's happening, and it's at a smaller scale, and it makes sense because it's Ant Man. You understand? They tried to make this movie like an Avengers level movie, but in the quantum realm. So it's secluded and it's in its own bubble because it's not in like Earth. You know what I mean? So it's in, in its own universe and they try to make it a Avengers level movie and it just falls flat. So that's those two things are the main things that irritated the hell out of me. And then number three, the action. I don't know what it is. I don't know if Marvel... um like mistreats their um stunt coordinators or like if they underpay their cgi and vfx team because obviously there's rumors of that as well it's been a it's been an ongoing thing not just them but like a lot of studios but mainly them because especially with the amount of content that they're pushing out these past two years the vx the vfx theme uh sorry i can't speak the vfx teams from what um has been what's been rumored online and what's been on the news and stuff. Uh, I've said that they've been constantly overworked and they're getting underpaid and all that. And it showed. I'm not going to lie. It actually showed in this movie. Like the visual effects. I've never seen this bad of visual effects. 
Like the CGI and VFX in this movie were so bad. It, it was actually insane. Not everything was terrible. Like there was a lot of good, the good things, a lot of good things, but, but the way some visual effects took place, especially during hand-to-hand combat, the shots were very choppy. It was poor. It was very poor cuts. They were not seamless cuts at all. Um, uh, it, it didn't flow. The visual effects looked cheap. And I hate the fact that Disney now is over-reliant on the volume. That's another thing that pisses me off. And it was so obvious that they shot this movie in the volume. Uh, even um, uh, some of the actors during uh, some, of, uh, some of the interviews even said, like, we shot the film uh, on the volume and all that. Don't get me wrong. The volume is a very good piece of technology, but it's not the... Like, it's not the... It's not the cure all of everything. Like it's not it's not the best technology ever. Like it ha- it's has its place and it has its uses. But if you're going to reutilize this utilize that as your main piece of technology, it's going to cheapen the film cuz it looked extremely cheap in this movie. So for any of you listening and if you don't know what the volume is, the volume was first um introduced um um, I'm pretty sure ILM created this with John Favreau and the team over at uh, The Mandalorian. But it was first shown in The Mandalorian. And that is the only piece of uh of the only piece of content when it comes to uh, when it comes to TV shows and movies where the volume actually looked very good because they used it strategically. They knew what was the purpose of the volume and where it needed to be used in order to save money and and, and also to level up uh, the quality. But it doesn't work everywhere because the volume for most of you that don't know what it is. So this is what the volume is. It's a soundstage. It's like, it's like how uh, they used to do green screens, green screens in a studio. So the volume is basically a circular soundstage where it's filled with LED screens 360 under, over, uh, sorry, all around them. Up and down, 360, all across seamlessly LED screens in a big soundstage, soundstage. And, and on the floor of it, they could, um, you know, they could do set design um, where the set design can be, uh, can enhance the um, image that's pro- being projected on the volume, and that image is like a uh, is a VF- is a CGI image, a VFX image that's projected on the screen that's tracked with the camera movement, so it seems like they're actually there, and that's good because it actually helps the character, uh, the actors that are doing the scenes, to actually visually see what they're um, what uh, they're f- being filmed in like what the scene actually is. That's the one advantage that the volume allows that green screen didn't because when you act in front of a green screen, all you're seeing is a green screen. So the actors need to be a bit more uh, imaginative. And so they have to think a bit more and, you know, pretend like they know what (laughs) is actually going on, but they actually don't until the final product comes out. So the volume is actually helpful in that regard because it helps the the actors actually see what's happening and it's not the final vfx image it's a rough vfx image that's then enhanced in post afterwards so 
the problem with that is they're still they're limited by the the diameter of the stage and it's not always it doesn't always work depending on what the shot is if it's like a wide angle shot if it's like a close-up shot or whatever it, they're trying to do because there's limitations and in interactions i guess and i still feel like green screen is a much better piece of technology and they just need to understand that's that that is why in the early 2000s well i mean in the i mean i mean hollywood before before the cgi revolution like in like the early 2000s the movies looked higher quality in my opinion because they actually shot on location that's one of the reasons why i love why i love watching like indie movies uh james bond movies and mission impossible because they actually shoot on location and you can actually feel that on the screen and on the footage when you're seeing it there's something about shooting on location that makes it more immersive like i understand all these marvel movies are cgi heavy but like everything every single marvel film in phase one two and three were shot on a sound stage with green uh, with green screens or blue screens no volume volume is a recent technology that i think uh was created in 2018 or something so it's very it's very new by the way it's not like a it's not like an old thing so it's like a no it's a new piece of technology and i feel like hollywood is running to the new piece of technology and wants to just use it for 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 i guess i don't know because they're lazy or they want to just like cut costs somewhere and i don't know that pisses me off because it, it it shows like just watch any avengers movie or any captain america movie or any iron man movie and then watch ant-man and the wasp actually watch the first ant-man and directly watch quantumania and you're gonna see the difference like the cgi was so cheap it looked so bad there was some nice sets like uh, like Kang's ship and all that some things were very well done in the volume like I'm not saying everything is trash I know I tend to over exaggerate but uh, some things were actually pretty good and but the thing thing is a lot of it was not good and the action choreography in this movie was so god awful to the point where some things looked so fake that it took me out of the movie there's a scene where Cassie's fighting with Scott at, uh, at in the movie and she and she and she gets tiny so she goes to Anne size um and there's this quick shot I think it's like a f- 3 to 5 second shot where she's just running like as an ant like tiny as an ant and it looked so fake the running was so abnormal looking that I bo- I literally laughed I literally laughed because I was like, "There's no way this is actually real," and the fact that they released this in the movies, like, how long did they have to do the visual effects in this, these movies, and they still turn out and do shit visual effects like this? It makes no sense. The visual effects in um, uh, what's the film, the Doctor Strange movie that just came out, Multiverse? That was those were way better than this movie, uh, much better, and even those were not amazing, but they're much better than this film. And it just sucks because I love Ant Man and I love and I love Paul Rudd and I feel like he always gets the short end of the stick every single time. This was meant to be Paul Rudd's Quantum Mania was meant to be Paul Rudd's um, Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? That's why I was so annoyed why they picked um, Peyton Reed to direct this movie. By the way, Peyton Peyton Reed made uh, Ant Man one and two, so he did basically the whole trilogy, and I feel like that's the wrong. Um, way to go about certain movies some directors are very good and they're consistent and it works 
But some other franchises, you need someone else to come in with a fresh vision to revamp the whole thing. That's what they did with Captain America. That's what they did with the Avengers. Look how look how the Avengers and Captain America movies got amazing the moment the Russo brothers stepped in to direct because they knew what they were doing. They had a specific vision and the action of those movies were fantastic. I'm not talking about Oscar movies here. These are big, fun, blockbuster movies. But I want them to be good. I want the action to be good. Like, there's no way... And the reason why I'm this, like, passionate about this movie is the fact that Marvel has made quality content for the past 10, 11 years. Does that register in people's brains? So I so I so I put Marvel at a high pedestal, and I and I and I put them at I I I I want them to be the best. I don't want them to be throwing out crap like this and us just expecting it. Thank God, Kevin Feige did an interview really recently where he said um, uh, they're gonna do a lot of big major changes with Marvel Studios and especially with the content uh, that they release. Because I uh, Kevin Feige even acknowledged that uh, they've released way too much content and they're going to cut down on that. And I hope they honestly do because I feel like they're suffering and they're going to end up losing everything because I feel like now it's DC's chance to pop off. And I'm not going to lie, the recent Flash trailer that dropped looked absolutely fantastic. It looked so good, my jaw was dropped. The trailer was that good. Even if you think the trailer showed too much, it doesn't matter because I know exactly what the purpose was of this trailer. It was to hype everybody up, number one. And number two, it was to tell everybody, oh, look, don't forget about this movie. It's still coming out because mind you, the first trailer of this movie came out two years ago and we saw nothing from this film because of everything that happened with the main actor, with all the criminal charges and all that stuff that he had. Anyways, we're not even going to get into that. Anyways, what they showed looked amazing. So they know for a fact that people are going to come day one to watch this because it looks that good, you know? And I just want Marvel to step up because if Kang is supposed to be the new Thanos, this movie did not do, did not prove that to me. As good as Jonathan Majors was in this movie as Kang, he was not, to me, he did not come across as uh, threatening. Like, I, w- I did not think he was that threatening. And I'm like, honestly, like, or this is the guy that's supposed to be at the Thanos level, even like bigger than Thanos. It didn't seem that way. And I know one of the, um, uh, one of the theories going online is the fact that Thanos, oh, sorry, that Kang, um, it doesn't matter if um, he doesn't come across and he's not seen as, the most powerful yet because um there's going to be multiple variants of him so every single sorry i burped that was disgusting yuck so what was what was i saying so yeah it doesn't matter if kang um loses in these movies and he doesn't come across as like the most powerful whatever it doesn't matter because there's a lot of variants of him and each variant is going to learn from the other and they're gonna grow, and they're constantly gonna get stronger and stronger. Each variant that goes on, right? But my bad, I had to adjust my braces. Um, but I don't know. To me, that to me that that's not that. It sounded appealing when I heard that theory online. But then when I watched the movie, I'm like, nah, brah. 
nah, dog, that's not what I want. It it defeats the purpose. It just makes him look weak. I'm not good. Look, let's just say at the end of Quantum Mania, something big happens. It, it, um, uh, it, does something big happen? I don't know. Look, something happens. Let's just say Kong the uh, Kong. Let's just say Kang doesn't win. That alone is a big turnoff to me. Is a big turnoff. Cause look, I love Ant Man and I love Scott, but it's fucking Ant Man, bro. You're not gonna you're not gonna get defeated by Ant Man. You're Kang, buddy. You're Kang the Conqueror. You've you've conquered how many universes, and you're gonna get destroyed by Ant Man. And his squad of ant people, like, bro, get lost. Like, that pissed me off. And I understand the theory, okay, it doesn't matter if he dies because it's one conscience. He's just going to get stronger, every single variant, blah, blah, blah. But doesn't it going to disconnect us as uh, of, uh, like as viewers? That, like, that's not the same guy. That's another version of this guy. Let's just hope he's more powerful to, to kill them. You know what I mean? It kind of loses the stakes, in my opinion. Like, there's less stakes. I don't know, man. That's just, that's my thoughts. That's how I feel about this. Um, I don't know. Like, that's the, uh, man, I went in with so many hopes. And I tried to be very subjective. Like, don't get me wrong. There's good scenes in this movie. There's good sequences. There's good pieces of dialogue and acting. But they're all overshadowed by the majority of the garbage that it's in that is in this movie. I cannot believe I'm saying this about a Marvel movie because I am a Marvel fanboy. I prefer Marvel over DC any day. At least this DC, that is, like this DC currently, that's DCEU. I prefer Marvel way more than this DCU. And I know it's not a competition. It's all comic books and I want all comic book movies to do good. Yes. But come on, Marvel. You've set the standard. So you have to keep up with the standard. There's always going to be hit or misses sometimes. I completely understand that. I'm not a petty bitch. I'm just saying. I'm not, you know, I'm not a diva. I'm not going to be demanding of like top tier stuff all the time. But all I'm saying is you've had too many failures in phase four and a lot of mixed reactions, especially from the fans and the audience, the ones that pay to watch these movies and like, like, what are you doing? Honestly, what are you doing? It just feels weird because Marvel was so interconnected before. I remember watching those phase one to three movies. Most of the end credit scenes were epic. Epic. I remember, especially phase one end credit scenes. When the end credit scene happened, people people lost their shit. Like, genuinely, people got crazy because it was that epic. And oh, by the way, well, speaking of end credits, I should say this movie has two end credits. So stay for both of them. There's one mid credit and then directly at the end. I'm not going to lie. The mid credit scene, literally, I thought it was a prank. It was a joke because it looked that bad. It looked so shit. It looked like a comedy sketch like on YouTube or something. Like I could not believe what I'm saying. It was that shit. But, at least there's one silver lining to this. The last end credit scene was actually amazing. I'm not going to lie. The the last end credit scene of this movie is actually pretty dope. It's actually dope. It reminded me and gave me the nostalgia 
of like OG Marvel uh, Phase One end credits, where like they set up something to come in the future. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say, and it worked. I was I was actually hyped. I'm actually glad that they put that at the end because I'm like at least I left at a high note. Um, so that's a positive, I guess. That's another positive that I forgot to mention. The 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 last end credit scene was actually amazing. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? Is there anything else to say? Oh yeah, also. A lot of the characters, uh, especially Hank, especially Hope, um, um, were were literally not utilized in this movie. Why would you call this movie Ant-Man and the Wasp when the Wasp did not do shit in this film? She was not a prominent character. She just needed to be there when it was necessary to the plot of the movie to advance, to get to the end. But she didn't do anything. This movie should have just been called Ant-Man Quantumania. Honestly, why is it called Ant-Man and the Wasp? And it's not, I'm not saying it's her fault. It, the way she, they were written, the way the script is written is not good. Hank is discarded. There's a, no, there's a stupid scene with, uh, with, with Bill Murray in the movie as well. That's completely useless as well. Like, that was not necessary at all. Cassie pissed me off this movie. It's, I did not like what she, what she was given to do. Like, I don't mind the actress, but eh. There was some, sh- there was literally some scenes some serious scenes where she's making light of those serious serious scenes and literally like eh, like 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 brushing off of her shoulder like it doesn't nothing matters you know what i mean it was so annoying i hope i'm not the only one like uh reacting like this way because <laughs> that's gonna be embarrassing i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck if you don't want to hear this get the fuck out um so yeah so yeah that's that's my rant that's i'm done with uh i guess the spoiler review i don't i don't think i spo- spoiled anything did i um i don't think i did i i was very vague with a lot of things i don't i didn't give any specifics into a lot of things i mean the specifics that i did give were all in the trailers so uh if you guys don't remember that then you guys are um you know screw you um so yeah, listen, that's my review for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Um if any of my close friends are listening to this, well, let me know what you think cuz um I don't know, it'll be a good conversation. I don't know. I want to see uh, I want to see what other people think cuz I did not cuz I did not enjoy this at all. And I honestly thought I would Oh my days! I actually, th- I legit went into this. I'm like, the critics are completely wrong on this one. It's gonna be amazing, and then not. I would come out and fuck that. This movie was uh, mediocre as hell. Anyways, this is Manji, and this is the Don't Add Us podcast. So for you know everything I said in this um, podcast episode, don't at me because that's my opinion, and I don't care about anybody else and what they have to say that's your opinion and that's completely okay but this is my opinion so listen this was a solo podcast episode alone shohan is uh, mia at the moment uh, we uh, probably are gonna uh, record an episode sometime in the future let's hope i don't know um you know you get an episode here and there in the uh, once in a blue moon i should say um and so yeah Guys, have yourself a good day, evening, night, or morning. Bye-bye.